Embrace the Word Church, and I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and this is a bonus episode in season two that we've just started a few weeks ago. Now, I'm a sucker for bonus items, like buy one, get one free. I love to be able to buy, I feel like I'm getting a deal. So I love it like when you see on the package of socks, it says three extra. I think, wow, this is fabulous. I'm getting something free, you know? It makes me a little giddy. So today's your bonus episode. Um, It's kind of um, extra, so I hope you're giddy when you get to listen to it because it's fun to be able to do these little extra episodes about important topics. And today isn't so much about an important topic as it is about just some special things to myself and some other women. Before we jump into our episode, let me remind you to subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or your favorite podcast directory. Um, You can also listen to us on Spotify. Leave us a review if you can. That really helps and it boosts our podcast up each time someone leaves a review. You can also check us out on Unshaken Podcast on our Facebook page. You can comment, suggest things, give us ideas of what you want to hear, send me some encouragement, what you liked. Um, And you can also send me a personal email at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. All that info is in our show notes, so um, you can check check it out there. All right, today's episode is all about favorites, and I bet you have some favorites. I know I do. If you've been listening for a while, you probably remember that one of my very favorite things to eat is peanut butter. I could just eat it right out of the jar. I really could. Um, I also love the fall. We're here in the middle of the fall already, and it just feels good. And I love the beginnings of things, like the starts of school and starts of Bible study and things at church and events like that. Um, I also love the early morning hours, probably my favorite time of the day. I love to have my coffee, my Bible, my little to-do list on there so I can get planned. It just makes me feel like I start off right, and I don't always do that. Sometimes I sleep in, and I guess I should say I love to sleep in, too, sometimes. I bet you have some favorites, you know, some things that you just love. Well, today we are going to spend some time talking about our favorite Bible verses. I've asked some women to come on and share with me their favorite Bible verse and why. Now, interestingly, I sent out an email to a few ladies, and a few of them came back and said, I don't just have one favorite Bible verse, okay? I have like 82 favorite Bible verses. Um, So I, I will preface this by saying these are some of our favorite Bible verses. We all have lots of them, and I think they kind of fit at different seasons in our life during different times, a verse becomes really special. And I also did this episode because I personally love encouragement and I love to hear how other women are living out for Christ and using God's word in their everyday. So that's another reason why it was kind of, this podcast is kind of for me. You guys get to come along on the ride, okay? At the end of this episode today, I'm going to share my favorite current Bible verse and why it's very meaningful to me right now. But without further ado, we're going to get started with our first guest. So I'm excited to welcome onto our episode Judy Bellis. Judy is a mom of seven and a grandma to six. I'm glad you're here with us, Judy. Thank you. Now, do you have a special name as a grandma? Nana. Now, how did that come about? I didn't want to be grandma. Because okay. when my kids were little, they had a Grandma Bellis and a Grandma Willier, and I wanted something that was different okay. from the other grandmas so that they knew who they were talking about. Okay. So you love being Nana? That's what we came to. Okay, one more question. Do you have, like, some cool shirt that says Nana? or I a, do not. And a mug? A mug? I have a blanket that has all of oh. the kids' and grandkids' names um. on it, but I don't know if Nana's on it. Okay. Could be. Okay, well, I like that, too. That's really cute, so... All right, Judy, um, let's talk a little bit about some of our favorites for a minute before we get started. So um, what's your favorite football team? Ohio State. Oh, no. I'm a U of M, University of Michigan fan, so, but we're sisters in Christ. You know, and I won't say any more. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite part of fall? The smells. Oh, yes. Do you love pumpkin? I do love pumpkin, but I also like the dead leaves smell. Oh, yeah. And the apple smell. Oh, yeah. I love apple. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Um, I I love just pretty much anything about fall. Yeah. I think it's just really enjoyable. Yeah. Okay, and you also, I know you told me um, as we talked earlier before we started the podcast that you love to vacation. I love the opportunity to vacation. It doesn't mean that you always doesn't get to do it. happen very often. So what's a favorite vacation that you can recall? Well, my favorite place to go is the UP. Oh, yeah? And to spend... UP, the meaning just upper for peninsula. anyone who's not listening to us. The Upper around, Peninsula right. of Michigan, <laughs> um, Lake Superior to be oh. exact, um, the Munising area, Pictured Rocks. Oh, that's so beautiful up there. 
the water's cold, the beach is pretty, yep. and um, it's a different pace. Yeah, very slow and mellow, and sometimes mm -hmm. that's what vacation and is. And simple. Yeah, I love that too. All right, Judy, so let's, um, let's hear a little bit about what your favorite Bible verse is and why it's so special to you. So my favorite Bible verse um, that God's used in multiple difficult times in my life is 2 Corinthians 10.5. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So the second half of this verse is the one that God ha has brought to mind and used the most. Paul's context differs a little from mine in that he's writing it as part of a defense of who he is and why the Corinthians should trust him. And for me, they're more like a goal, mm. um, an ongoing pursuit of discipline. Yeah. Um, so about 12 years ago, one of my sons began to outwardly struggle with doing what he was taught and knew in his heart to be right and acting on what his flesh wanted. Was it a surprise to you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Blew you out of the water. Nobody told me that kids could do things apart from what you wanted them right. to do. <laughs> okay. 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 Like, you know, I know that as a little kid they do that, but yeah, I don't know. Nobody prepared me for that. Right. I was just walking that. blindly down the path. Right, right. <laughs> One of the rippling effects um, of his choices was a five-year spiritual journey um, for me personally. Hmm. And God used this verse as the focal point of that journey. Hmm. Um, he wanted me to trust him and not myself for this or you know, other people around me or circumstances or some book anything. about parenting. Right. Or, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. And, um, he wanted me to know him better. And while I'd heard the verses before, um, I evidently hadn't really experienced them. Right. Uh, so, um, we were talking yeah. at, at the beginning of this season, I talked with April Klein and she made me laugh but it's so true. She said sometimes she would read the Bible and all of a sudden she'd be like, wait a minute, has that been there this whole time? Yep. And that's probably what this was like for you. Mm -hmm. Well, it was more like, you know, yeah, okay, so I know that. Right. But I don't know that. Right. Um, right. He brought it to mind repeatedly, hmm. and that's obviously because I wasn't necessarily hearing it yet. Right. And so when I um, finally did listen, then, you know, we started the walk. On the other side of the five years, I had a better idea of what he meant, but the process, the process of getting there was pretty messy mm. um, and it, you know I wasn't successful obviously all the time at right at putting nor, this into yeah, nor practice correct yeah. I mean well I'm still not perfect at it but <laughs> I'm a whole lot better at it now than I was then nobody else I didn't share that this was mm. what God was doing with anybody um, it was really just a, a personal journey yeah with you between you and God yep so he had rejected everything that I had spent my life um, teaching him. Hmm. And um, that must be, have been so hard. Well, it was, but it was still natural. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's not like it just wasn't expected. Yeah. In that thought, you know, that he had rejected everything I taught him, there are obviously more lies that I was believing along the way mm -hmm. other than just not trusting God with my son's future. Right. Um, it was, um, there's an awful lot more that goes into that. But it translated into a rejection of me, a rejection of my beliefs, a rejection of um, everything I held dear, mm. of everything that I had hoped and dreamed for him. Mm. Um, and I was heartbroken. Yeah. It was, um, it was devastating. Um, and I couldn't hide it, obviously, and so um, I didn't really try, um, you know, for a while. It was just too... It's too raw. Over, yeah. Just very raw. Right. Overwhelming and just, you know, out, I guess for back, lack of a better word, out of control. You know, it yeah. wasn't a, I wasn't in control of anything yeah. at that point in time. Since I'm obviously a female, yes, um, you are, <laughs> and I'm a, so that means I'm an emotional yeah. creature, and emotions are a big part of my responses. My thoughts would elicit an emotion, and as time passed, I began to search God for a way to control those emotions, right? Or like 
to not be controlled by those by emotions. The emotions. Right, right. right. Um, and that's something that no matter the women listening, no matter what situation we're in, it doesn't have to be just a child situation. Correct. It can be a job situation, you know, a relational situation. I don't know what. It's a good practice, what you just said. Absolutely. To switch gears from letting the emotions run you to letting God lead you. Right. Slowly God showed me that while my emotions were natural, they could lead to sin. And obviously, like the other things in my life, it was something that I knew, but didn't necessarily recognize. They were, my emotions were running my days. Mm. I still had, you know, other kids at home that needed normalcy and needed a mom. I needed to see them and not just feel them. I had to recognize, I had to begin to recognize the thoughts before they led to the emotional response. Okay, so you're even backtracking more. Correct. How it starts in your brain. Well, right. We're taking every thought yeah. captive to the obedience of Christ. So if I could do that, then I could bring my tears and my fears and my feelings of inadequacy, failure, you know, all of those emotions to God. Mm. And once he revealed that connection to me of my thought processes leading to the emotional response, I had a place to start. Yeah. When, you know, throughout the day this, I mean, because he uh, would leave, leave the house and not live there for a while or um, go somewhere where we didn't want him to be okay. or eventually just moved out of the house at a young age, not even you know, not even 18, um, my thoughts would gravitate toward him throughout the day. Mm. And so that fear of, um, will he ever come back? Mm. Will we ever have a restored relationship? Will we ever have a restored relationship with God? You know, I began to, you know, it was like a long process, but I began to get to the point where that thought would come to my mind and I would, I would immediately turn it over and say, you know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You know, and I would just, God would just bring scripture to my yep. head so that I could say, you know, just take a deep breath and say, okay, not mine, and move right. on. Right. I mean, you know, obviously that could happen a hundred times a day. Sure, absolutely. And until, until that discipline becomes a part yeah. of your everyday thought process, then, you know, it's going to happen. And, yeah. you know. And that is discipline. Right. That is that it's just like eating right or exercising. It doesn't always feel good at first. It doesn't always like I always want to eat the junk food, but eating the right food is much better for and me. And sometimes you eat the junk food. Well, yes, you do. <laughs> sometimes you give in to the emotion. Yeah. And praise God that He didn't let me get very far yeah. down that path before I could recognize it and and yeah. backtrack. Yeah. Um, did you have friends? You had no one you were talking to about this? Or well, did you it's not so much that I, I didn't talk to anybody about the Bible verse and what was God, okay. God was doing. It was, you know, so I did talk about it with, you know, obviously you people knew that okay. this was going on. So it wasn't just Bible verses. It was, you know, sometimes it took me having a conversation right. and somebody speaking truth to yep, me. Absolutely. Or, um, you know, I don't know. A sermon might have hit you. Correct. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Any of those things could have um, brought me back to reality um, or... To the discipline. Right. Brought to, me back to well, the discipline yeah. of trusting in... What's the word? Uh, the opposite of emotion. Um, rationality. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Um, he, you know, obviously the Holy Spirit could whisper. And I did... I mean, I can tell you, I did hear... You know, in my head, I would hear Bible verses. So mm. I don't, you know, it wasn't, sometimes I think of that as God just whispering to yes. me, you know. Um, yeah, putting his word. Right. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I think God does that. He, when we're in one of those moments, I think that that's why memorizing scripture is important because right. he does bring back to our brain the things, right. verses that are just helpful and applicable right then. Right. Right. Um all of those things were things that God used to speak truth to me um, and remind me of his character and that he was in control and to put those lies that, mm. that um, and, and doubts and fears that, I don't know, that Satan or life, you know, put in my head that God would, you know, reroute them yes. um, back to him. 
Um, <laughs> one thing that I was thinking the other day is that while I gained hope instead of despair, it wasn't immediate, hmm. but after a while, my brain and my mind were a better place to be. Yeah. You know, because God really did a work there. Yeah. The last thing I guess I would say is that my path to sin usually begins with an untruthful thought. Okay, that's um, pretty powerful. So say that again. My path to sin usually begins with an untruthful thought. Yeah, that's really true because it's it's just the beginning step. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. In other words, the word of God is the remedy for my thoughts and subsequently my sin. Mm. If I know his word and am mindful of my thoughts and emotions and determine to pursue holiness, then taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ is the way to get there. Mm. Amen. And that's a great example of something that happened in your life and how easy we all have different things. I mean, we may not have the same situation, but we all have thoughts. Pray you don't. You know, we all have thoughts and our thoughts can easily go bad fast. And I love that you just reminded us right there with the this path of sin, because it is a path. And once you start on it, you're on your way. So the path of sin begins with that one, like you're opening the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Of the untruthful thought. So it's not, I mean, the thought is not itself right. necessarily sin. Right. It's what we do with the thought. Right. Right. Our response to it. Right. Judy, I'm so happy to have you here because I think what you've shared is, um, is something that women can take with them today and use whatever their circumstance. It's not just if they have a wayward son, you know? And I, I know that you um, have gone through some challenges with this. So would you go back and absolutely do it all again? Absolutely. Would you go back and change it? Nope. No, because this changed you. And it, it changed everybody. Yeah, in your whole family. Not just my family. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, because we weren't walking the walk by ourselves. Yes. Everybody that knew us was changed. Yeah. Um, in that process. Yes, along with it. Um, where's your son at now? What's son he doing? He's married, has three beautiful children, Okay. beautiful wife, and is serving God and mm-hmm. loving the Lord, and um, God, God did a work. Yes, he did. Yes, he did, and I, I have the privilege of knowing both you and your son, which is awesome because I can say that he really is honoring God with his life. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a sinner too, because mm-hmm. we all are, but I can see so much change, and I knew him then. Mm-hmm. So it's an encouragement, and it's a great encouragement to hear. I love how you took this one verse, and it became applicable in your life on a disciplined, consistent basis. And now this skill you have, I guess it's a skill, <laughs> is something you can use anytime. Well, it, yeah, and, it's most definitely a necessary thing oh, all the time. Praise God. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us about your favorite verse. My privilege. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Judy. You're welcome. I'm so excited because our next guest is a sweet friend of mine. Um, Ruth Ann Bierbauer is with us. She's a wife and mom of four. Yep. She's a bioengineer turned stay home mom. So I want to ask you, which one do you think is harder? Uh, stay home mom. Is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you have the blessing to be a stay home mom, but I know there's some moms out there who have to work, and that's no issue. I just think it's interesting to turn from a bioengineer. To a stay-at-home mom. So so we're here talking about our favorites, our favorite things. So before we get into your favorite Bible verses, and I say verses because you actually had two that you're going to share with us, I wanted to ask you some questions about your favorites. Um, What is your favorite color? Uh, Orange is my favorite color. All right, okay. So why is orange your favorite color? Uh, It's, I think just because it's bright and... I like all the different shades too. I like really bright orange, but also the darker, more fall leaf mm-hmm. type orange too. Oh, I love so. and that brings me to think orange makes me think of fall. Yes. So do you have a favorite thing in the fall? I really like everything about the fall okay. actually. <laughs> it's definitely definitely my favorite time of year. Yeah, I like um I love fall too and just the feelings, the cool crisp mm-hmm. air. Do you have a favorite food in the fall? Um I love 
most things pumpkin. Well, I love apple stuff too, though. Apple pie, okay. apple anything whatever, yes. fritters. <laughs> oh, yes. Apple fritters. Oh, that's. But also anything pumpkin. Okay. We're done talking about food because I'm getting hungry. Okay, and I'm done. I'm going to start wanting it. All right. Well, as you know, Ruth Ann, our goal today is to talk about verses, favorite Bible verses. And some of the women that I checked in with all told me that they had more than one that were their favorite, and they couldn't really pick one. And you were one of those women who said, well, actually, I have a couple. So we're going to actually hear two of Ruth Ann's favorite verses and kind of why they are and how God used them in your life. So why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about your first uh, Bible verse that you love. So one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Proverbs 16 verse 9, which says, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Hmm. I first discovered this verse and really grabbed onto it when I was just about to graduate from high school. Oh yes. Good timing. Yes. I was definitely feeling the pressure of needing to have a plan for my life after high school. And since I'm naturally the type of person that likes to operate best with some sort of plan of action. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It was easy for me to just get caught up with trying to figure out my course for the future. Um, So, But when I did get a plan all worked out, decided where I was going to go to college, what I would study, where I was going to live and all that. Um, I was quick to tell others that I had a plan, Mm. but that if God redirected me, I was definitely open to adjusting my plans. Yeah, (laughs) That's what I thought. Um, (laughs) I love that. That's what you thought. (laughs) Yes. Because I believed what this verse said, um, and I believed I was willing to change as God directed me. Now, what I learned during this time is the immense peace that you can have when Mm. you do act in faith, trusting God um, to redirect any false steps. Yeah, there is a great peace in knowing God has control and he's directing you. I think that's important. Yeah, and and so it was just really comforting to know that I didn't have to hear the audible voice of God telling Mm. me where I should go to college, um, but that he would continue to direct my steps Mm. and even redirect them if necessary. Um, So this verse really helped me understand that I didn't have to be afraid of messing everything up because I couldn't discern exactly what God's plan was yet. And that's really helpful because there's probably people listening right now who are at the brink of a decision that has to be made. And sometimes we aren't really sure and we have to just kind of go where God is leading as best we can. And you're right. He will lead us and direct and and keep us focused wherever he wants us to be. Yeah. Yeah. God is sovereign and his will won't ever be thwarted. Mm. So that truth was something that I don't really remember learning Mm. very much as I grew up in church. So when I found this verse that was pointing to God's sovereignty, it was really a great comfort. Mm Um, So as you may have guessed already, God did direct my steps in spite of my plans, and I wasn't as at first as quick to let go of my plans as I thought it would be. (laughs) Yeah, that's like every woman that's listening. We all don't, we don't want to let go of our plans. Yes. I mean, yeah, there's so many times where it's difficult to let go of just the things that you're working towards or where you're trying to go. Um... But in the end, it's, I mean, it's so amazing to look back at how God has led me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't change. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change anything. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm just grateful that he has changed my plans. Yeah. Well, and um, God has blessed you abundantly. He actually, through your plans, if I remember correctly, you didn't grow up in the area that we live in. Right. And so God led you here because of college. Yes. Which was, like I said, bioengineering. Yep. Led you here. We have a great bioengineering uh, school. Um, University of Toledo is in our in our little city. So um, God brought you here, which then brought you to our church, which led you yep. to your husband. Yep. Which means you have four beautiful, sweet little kids. <laughs> yep. So your plans are not necessarily what you think, right. but how cool that God has blessed you through those. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so Ruthann, you were one of the ones who said, I don't just have one special verse. I actually have a lot of verses. And we we know that there's lots of times and seasons in our life where a verse will stick out to us. And that Mm -hmm. verse was maybe in your early college days and probably, I'm guessing, has continued to be a verse that's special. But you also have another verse that I think is really helpful to women. So why don't you tell us your second verse? All right, so 
Another one of my favorite Bible verses comes from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. And it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Hmm. And, um, yeah, ever since I was very young, I have struggled with body issues. Another thing that every woman in America has struggled with. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember, I mean, I remember being in elementary school and having a really hard time making friends. Hmm. I was very shy and extremely insecure, even as a little girl, about my body. Hmm. Um, now, I was very chubby, so I obviously wasn't a fast runner or a good climber or good at anything athletic, which is kind of important when yeah. you're little. Yes, it is. Know. There's it's... a lot of recess time, <laughs> Yes. Right? Um, and, yeah, and I felt ugly as hmm. a little girl. Now, um, by the time I was in junior high, I had grown out of the chubby stage, and my peers were pretty friendly. I was, I was pretty quick to make friends at that age. Huh. And it's interesting how that one piece of your life changed. Yeah, and that yeah. Well, and God had worked. God had definitely worked in me as a little girl to overcome some of my fears mm-hmm. and the sin that kept me from being, that kept me so shy yes. when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did realize is that the, the, the body issues didn't really go away. Hmm. They were still there. Um, I've always felt pressure to look a certain way, which has made me fall into comparing myself to oh, other yes. women. Yes. And often worrying about what they think of me. I learned very early on when I was still in um, junior high probably that men and boys don't tend to take as much care about their appearance. Yes. (laughs) And they generally don't compare the way women do. Yes, you are so right. So to this day, I mean, I'm always more concerned about my appearance. If I'm going to be with just a group of women rather than if I'm going to be in a mixed group. I'm always more concerned if it's yep. just women. Like, what what do I look like? What does my hair look like? What should I wear? Isn't that funny? Yes. yes. I can understand that and agree with you. I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly when I first discovered this verse in 1 Samuel, but I know I was young, definitely before high school. And this verse has always been a helpful reminder that God is not deceived or taken in by physical appearance. Mm. He looks directly at our hearts and deals with us there. Um, That's a truth that can be both comforting and scary. Yes, you are right. Um, This is still such a a relevant verse um, for my life today. For almost the last six years, my body has transitioned from pregnancy to... Right. To recovering from pregnancy to another pregnancy. So I, so anyways, changes, changes. And some of the changes that my body has seen are definitely unwelcome. Yes, I agree with you. But they don't seem to be going away. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, But this verse continues to remind me that God is infinitely more interested in the state of my heart than the size of my genes. Absolutely. Another thing about this verse that I love is that it shows just how prone we are as humans to accept anything presented to us at face value without questioning or looking any deeper, especially when the outward appearance is exactly what we want Mm. to see. Yep. Samuel was impressed by the height and the appearance of David's oldest brother, but God had rejected him in favor of David, who was known as a man after God's own heart. And I've just come to learn how much I, I need God's help to be discerning um, because I often focus on appearances yeah. that can be perceived, but that's not the whole story. Only God can see the heart. So we must, we must look to him for wisdom and discernment. Yeah, and that's really interesting because, well, two things I think of. Number one, I think of as a parent of teenage girls. That's something that we need to be keeping in mind as we raise our daughters, Mm -hmm. to be talking to them more about it's a heart issue than what your hair looks like or your... Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying girls can't be pretty. Right. God gives girls beauty, beauty, and that's okay. I mean, that's a way that God uses 
men to be attractive is an attractive yes. girl but we have to remember to keep focused on their heart as parents and sometimes it's easy to get off and as a woman you've had your body change from pregnancy but I'm on the other end of things mm -hmm. I'm not pregnant anymore and it's changing again so it's really good to be reminded that it's a heart issue mm -hmm. and it's not about our size of jeans or our hair or our skin it's mm -hmm. about what our heart looks like and now that's not to well, say at least that's the priority that's the priority and that's what I was gonna say it's not to say that we shouldn't be aware of our health or that right. we should just eat bags of Cheetos you know <laughs> right. we turn orange although that would be okay for you wouldn't it because you love orange but really we need to watch our health we need to exercise and eat right but we also need to remember that God does make our shape different and our outsides look different yes and our heart is where we need to be working on so yeah well, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Yeah, thank you. It's been um, really fun, and I think your verse is both of them. I'm glad you shared both of them with me, because I think they're both helpful to women, and um, like I said, these are all of our favorites. Yes. All right, well, my next guest is um, a lovely woman that I know from church, and I'm really excited that she's on here today. This is Rebecca Kepler, and Rebecca is the wife of Zach and the mom to Robin. So we're going to get to hear a little bit about that. So I'm glad you're with us today, Rebecca. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. And some other things really cool about you is you have a visual communication degree. I so do. what do you do with that? Right now, just stuff here and there. Um, I was working full-time after I got married, but then I had my son and it oh, just yeah. kind of changed. Everything which changes is, Which like is that. great. Yeah. I'm very thankful great. for that. So one other really fun thing about Rebecca is that she is the person who um, performed and recorded the Solid Rock, which is the piece that we have at the beginning and the end of our podcast. So I really appreciate that. You have used your talent, musical talent, abundantly, and I get to listen to it. It's my favorite hymn. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you like it. And, and so you did that probably when Robin was napping? Yes. I actually remember, I think it took me a while to be able to do that because Robin was awake. And then he went down for a nap, and then all my neighbors started mowing their lawns. Oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, so I had to, like, wait. I think it was late in the evening when nobody was mowing the lawn anymore, right. and he was asleep. Okay, well, I really appreciate it. That's my favorite hymn because it always reminds me. Every time we sing it, every time I have it come up on my Spotify, of I don't, I can stand in the solid rock, you know, and I don't have to be shaken, which is really where this whole entire podcast title came from. So, all right. So, as you know, Rebecca, I asked you to share some of your favorite, your favorite Bible verse. But before we get to our favorite Bible verse today, I'm going to ask you a couple things like, um, what's your favorite part of fall? Do you I... have a favorite part of fall? I love fall. I think fall is my favorite season. And I'm hearing reason, that a lot, just on a side yes. note. <laughs> well, I think it's because you have summer, and summer is lovely, but summer is also really hot. And yes. I really, like when it's hot, I just sort of wither up. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't die, but I feel like it sometimes. Just get, I'm just yes. like, I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to yep. sit inside and do nothing. So I love when there's cooler temperatures and you can go outside and walk in the colors of fall yes. and you can wear sweaters and boots and long pants. Yeah, but not to the point where you have to wear a hat and mittens and gloves. No, <laughs> no. Just kind of that 50s, 60s yeah. range is my favorite. Yeah, really me too. It. And remember, all of you who are listening, if you're listening anywhere but Northwest Ohio, <laughs> you may have different weather, but we love the fall here. We love it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so now I, I know your husband, Zach. He's a fabulous guy, but and a little crazy, I have to say. <laughs> but I love that about him. But I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite date that you uh, do with Zach? So my favorite is actually very simple and free, which is oh, I like free. Nice. <laughs> so we just like driving around the most fun neighborhoods in our city and looking at houses. So it could be really big houses, it could just be houses with a lot of character, but we just love looking at how they're constructed and different design elements. So my mm. husband is a carpenter, and then oh. I'm obviously into design. And so we just really like it. It's well, really God put you two together. You could make some <laughs> amazing stuff. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's just really fun. That's awesome. That's a fun... My husband's a realtor, so I totally understand driving around and looking at houses. And I love that you do that because it shows how much you love your husband to just do it. Although I know you like it too. So yes, that works we, out we well. really like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this, se this season, we're doing this bonus episode all about 
favorite Bible verses because I personally am greatly encouraged when women tell me what their verse is, especially when they tell me how they apply it in a unique situation. So, Rebecca, what's your favorite Bible verse? So, I probably have a lot of favorite Bible verses. Oh, I've heard that already. <laughs> um, but I have one that's particularly special to me, um, and I'll go into the story, but it's James 1, 2 through 4, and I'll read it after I tell you why it's so special to me. So I was born with a fairly rare genetic syndrome called Treacher Cons. Okay. So if you've read the book Wonder or watched oh, the yeah. movies, that is what the little boy in there has. Okay. Um, and so I know that little boy, I think, has gone through a lot of different surgeries. Mm -hmm. I haven't actually read the book. Okay. Um, but I have a sort of mild case of it, but still, um, it's genetic. So it's a 50-50 chance of all of my oh, kids wow. having it. Okay. Um, and growing up, I was thankful for how God had used it in my life. Sure. And it drew me closer to Him. It made me have to rely on Him. Um, and it gave me a greater longing for heaven. Yeah. Um, but even with all of that, even though God had used it in my life, I was still afraid of passing it on to my kids. Okay. So Be being 50-50. Yes. It's, it's just, you never know yeah. until, you know, yep. you never know. Um, and so when I found out that I was pregnant with my son, Robin, soon after we got married, like two months after oh, we got wow. married, very soon, <laughs> um, they looked for signs of Chucher Collins in the ultrasound. Okay. So in the 20-week or whatever the big ultrasound yep. is, they looked for that. They looked at his ears. They looked at everything. And they were just kind of like, he looks good. I don't think there's anything wrong here. Wow. Um, and so we were just kind of like, okay. All right, great. That's good. Great. Yeah. Um, and so when we drove to the hospital to have Robin, I was obviously nervous about labor and delivery. Of course. I mean, who isn't? Right, you're first, especially. Yes, yes. I don't know, I was nervous every time. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, both labor and just becoming a mom for the yep. first time. It's just lots a, it's of a new big things. Deal. Yeah. I didn't have any thought of the possibility that Robin would have to share Collins. You know, uh. I just thought, okay, we're fine. So when I delivered him and he came out and the nurse hold, held him up, it was like, oh, okay. Immediately. He has little ears. He has little Tracer yes. Collins. Um, wow. And so we were kind of shocked. So my husband didn't say a word for like two hours, which tells you how shocked he was because he is yes. a talker. He has a lot yes. to say. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a little shocking. Um, Very shocking. And Especially so, with the ultrasound right. saying, oh, everything looks great or everything right. looks normal or good right. or whatever words you might want to yeah. use. To be honest, there were a couple of times in the ultrasound where I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder yeah. if. But since the nurses or whatever, the ultrasound yeah. technician was like, eh, it looks fine. Yeah. I didn't think anything yeah. of it. So I just sort of took their word. Um, so... You know, Robin Which came out. Which, in some ways, not to interrupt you, but in some ways, that might have been God's blessing. Yes. Because you may have been worried your entire pregnancy. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I love how God's mercy yes. comes all the time. Yeah. And so, Robin was doing pretty fine after he was born. Like, he wasn't having difficulty breathing. Um, but he also had a cleft palate, and so they just decided okay. it would be better for us to take him to the NICU just okay. to have some additional monitoring in case anything comes up, yeah. in case there are any problems. Um, and so he was born in the middle of the night, and so they took him down to the NICU, and my husband and I were just like, okay, we'll just get a couple of hours of sleep. We sure. haven't slept at all. We'll go down to the NICU in a little bit. Um, but then... There were just a couple of other things that happened, a couple of other tests that I needed to have. And then I ended up getting a spinal headache because oh. of the epidural. And it was just, oh. it was terrible. It Intense. was like this crushing weight on my head. Like oh. any time I would sit up, it was just like I, I would feel like I had to throw up. Oh man! It was just like a ton of bricks was on my head and it was absolutely terrible. I couldn't think, I couldn't do anything. And I was in so much pain that I couldn't see Robin for like 22 hours oh. after they took him away to the NICU. Oh, that makes my heart sad. <laughs> Which was just really 
hard because you spend nine months being so close to this little baby yeah. and just longing for him to come out and to meet him. Yes. And then suddenly he arrives and then he's gone and then yeah. you're not with him. Yep. Um, and then and my, you already had emotions. Yes. Just going, oh, I'm yeah. sure going crazy from all kinds of things. Yeah. That could just go crazy, I should say. Yes, just, that's what I'm thinking, right. Oh, man, it was, it was really difficult. And then my husband was sort of splitting time between me and Robin. Sure. Um, but mostly with Robin so he could do skin to skin and just be with him. Which is really important. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was alone in my hospital room and I was just thinking about my baby. It was really hard um, mm. in a lot of pain. And so I knew that I had to get my mind off of my circumstances and onto God's mm. truth and onto yeah. what he says and on his promises. And so I thought, okay, the book of James is about times like this. Yes, this <laughs> is what this is for. <laughs> this, is, this is the time for this book. And so I pulled it up on my, the Bible app that was on my phone, which happened to be in the ESV. And my hard copy of my Bible is in NASB, so okay. I've been used to it saying, you know, all the words, right. all, all the particular words. So I turn on the ESV app, and what do I hear? It says, so this is the passage, James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, hmm. and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so then I just started crying and crying because oh. without knowing anything about what this situation was going to be like, without knowing that Robin was going to have Treacher Collins, that he would be in the NICU, that I would have to be separated from him, we had named Robin, Robin Steadfast. His wow. name was Steadfast. And I didn't even know that... You, you named him that... You yes. made that decision like six months prior yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Having no idea that this was going to happen. And so in this moment of pain and weariness and loneliness and longing for my little baby, God had given me this promise that Aww. God would use this child and any other child later on in Robin's life, any surgeries, whatever, that he would use it to bring about good things, that Amen. he would use it for Robin's good and for God's glory that Robin would learn steadfastness from his trials, from yeah. what he was born into. And so it was so comforting to know Absolutely. that, even though we were looking at a future that was totally uncertain. We didn't know yep. what surgeries were gonna happen. Yep. We didn't know how severe it was. We didn't know how we would pay for it, like all of these different right. things, but God would use this. Um, and he has so far. Robin is 20 months, I think. I calculated. And as cute as a button, <laughs> I have to say. And he's gone through his first surgery, and God has provided in so many ways, oh. both just giving us the strength to go through it and helping us with financial yes. stuff. And it has been amazing. So it's just funny how. I had been afraid of this my whole life, but then when mm. you actually get to the thing that you're afraid of, God gives you the grace to go through it. Absolutely. You don't get there and like suddenly, oh my goodness, this is, I can't bear it. You right. just do the next thing. And That's God gives, right. That gives you the grace to go through it. And so, yeah. That's now I'm fabulous. here. Now I'm here, and God has yeah. given me the thing that I have been afraid of, yeah. and yet it has turned out to be the biggest blessing that yes. I have asked for. Absolutely. And we've talked on the podcast a few times about how sometimes when we have these moments in our life that are that are just uh, fearful, and then we walk through them, and as you said, God gives us the grace to go through them. They actually become a spiritual marker for us. Oh yeah. For the future that we can look back on and say, God helped me through this. So this coming up thing in front of me, He's going to help me through again. Absolutely. And it's encouraging, just like it's encouraging to hear other people talk and share about what's going on. That's a really fabulous story. Praise God for how He worked and He gave you the strength and sent you Scripture. Like yeah. direct scripture. Yeah, yeah. No wonder it's your favorite verse. Yes. yes. So. so every time I read the passage, I get a little teary-eyed. Yeah. Like remembering that moment. Yes. Of God's faithfulness. That is such a good encouragement to women who are listening who might be in a situation that's unknown because we all have those. 
and I think it's great to remember to go back. I like how you said at the beginning to go, you had to remember what God's promises were. And I think we have to do that. We have to be reading our Bible so we know those promises. And maybe it's just one or two verses that we hold on to, but they're really helpful. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, I'm so excited because we have one more fabulous guest on today's podcast. Um, her name is Kara Wisniewski, and I'm really excited to have you along with us. Um, she's going to share with us some really fun things about herself. She's a wife to Daniel, and they have seven kids. She's got one more than me. Uh, she's homeschools and classical schools. Some of her children go to a classical school, and you're probably in the middle of it all, the beginning all the things that happen in the fall, yes. right? Yes. And what is um, something that you love about the fall? I love the way fall smells. Yes. I love the smell of the leaves. I love the smell of going to a pumpkin farm and the cider and, of course, donuts. donuts. Yes. yes. I'm with you, girl. Even the stinky pet your goat farm. Yes. I, I love it all. Yeah, it's just a fun experience. The yes. Picking apples, mm. being able to make pie. I don't really do that very often, but... Oh, but it's fun to even just pretend. Yes, like it is. <laughs> That's what happens to me usually. I pick the apples, and I think, I'm going to make pie. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I get home and get going with my life, I never make pie. I just cut them up and say, dip them in caramel. It's the same, right? Yes. Well, that's the joy of pumpkins. You buy yeah. them and the decorations until you bake the pie that you're not going to make. Right. Exactly. I like that. It's, <laughs> it's a dual purpose, right? Okay, so you have something really fun about yourself that it makes you extra special to me, and that is you have a really favorite sport. I do, and it is a sport, just saying. I love <laughs> to throw axes. <laughs> not at people, of course. Not at people. <laughs> no, that is not okay. In fact, someone just got kicked out of the WATL for that. Okay. Oops. Well, we do not do that, <laughs> no, right? No, don't do that. Okay, so how, what, how did this come about? My father is very hard to buy a present for. Okay. Very very hard to buy a present for. So my sister-in-law came up with this idea that we would all go axe throwing together for Father's Day. Oh, that's really cool. It is. We thought she was crazy. We really <laughs> do. But it's not like we could come up with any better ideas. Yeah. So we all went axe throwing and it was amazing. We loved it. And even on the way home, my husband was already talking about opening our own axe throwing business. Really? Really? Yes. So have you completed this axe throwing business or do you do it? What, how does it work? Are you in the process? We do it recreationally in okay. a big outbuilding at our house. Great, great. And since we're still kind of in COVID season, oh yeah, yeah, we're yeah. You not can't really do anything. looking to build a business yeah. right now. But it is a possibility for the future. And if nothing else, it's probably really fun. It is so fun, and it's been really great to have over to have people over and bless them with yeah. axe throwing of yeah. all things. Yeah, because it's not something you just go do. No. Which is probably good, you know? I mean, we shouldn't <laughs> yes. probably just do that. No. It's probably a little stress relieving. It is. It's stress relieving and it's it's rewarding, too. I, it's yeah. just, it's a bizarre kind of fun, but it you, is fun. Do you hit the bullseye right in the middle? Yes. You do? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, maybe on our uh, Facebook page, we'll have to see if we can get Kara <laughs> to do that so we can show it to you. So, Kara, we're talking about favorite Bible verses on this particular episode. I am a girl who loves to talk, and I love <laughs> to be with women, and I love to hear how they have a verse that's special to them or meaningful, and how they've applied it in their life. And so we've heard that throughout this whole episode, and I just hope it encourages us not only to trust God's Word, which is the number one best thing, but also to be able to talk about verses and how God's using them. And so so I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to hear what your verse, or as you told me earlier, verses again. Yeah, you, you can't have pick more than one. one, right? So tell me about one of your verses. Okay, well, one of my verses is Isaiah 41:10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will shelter you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And yes, it's hard not to sing it. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I actually learned this verse for my children at bedtime because if you're tucking in a child if you've done this before then you know that suddenly they're scared and you yes. can't leave yes right um so i taught them to sing this verse even out loud that's fine to themselves until they remember god's promises and god's truths mm. and they're soothing themselves with that's, the word of god that's a really good practical application for any mom 
And, yes. and really for anyone, because that's a good application when you're dealing with kids in general. Right. Because kids have fears and they don't know what to do with them, especially recently yes. in 2020. Lots of fears. Lots of fears. And so the way it happened is learning a verse for the children. I was really learning it for me and just didn't even know it yet. Uh. Um, for really all the same reasons. I mean, granted, I'm not usually tucking myself in and I'm scared. Right. But anything related to COVID is scary. The political situation can be scary. I'm honestly kind of afraid of the dark. Yeah. Especially if I've watched a scary movie in the last right. 10 years. Right, right. Um, we live in a sex trafficking hotspot, which mm -hmm. is a scary place to live when you have beautiful daughters. Yes, absolutely. So I learned it for my children and then ended up applying it to myself much more. Isn't that so interesting how God uses it? Yes. Just like when we are sharing, sometimes when I have a chance to share, someone's going through something hard and they say, can you talk with me about this? Mm -hmm. And then I'm telling them some verse from the Bible. And then I realized that's flipping right back to my brain yes. and helping me out. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. And you know, there is a lot of fears that our kids have. And in general, then we can have them. They just might be more, we might be more sophisticated in oh, how we yes. deal with them. We're yeah. so grown up. Yes. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's good. Okay. What else do you have? Uh, Romans 3.12. And honestly, it's only half of Romans 3.12. So don't call me out on that. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Romans 3.12a, right? Oh, there you go. Yes. 3.12a. Right. <laughs> do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. Mm. And even just in this podcast and being interviewed, I really already want to impress people with how sophisticated I am and my high and lofty thinking. And it's not true at all because mm. I'm already thinking too highly of myself. Mm. Um, also, it is a favorite verse of mine with a caveat. I do love it, but I think it's more the Holy Spirit's favorite verse, if the Holy Spirit has a favorite verse, <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yes. Um, it's something that just, in my, the way my thoughts are just going through the day, in that just unending conversation with yourself. Yeah. It's just one that always ends up popping up. This this very day, someone came to my house, and I just we just built a dining room. We took out some walls, and it's oh, so that's pretty. Fun, yes, super fun to I remodel and add things. Oh and, yes, yeah. so nice. And someone gave us a beautiful door. Oh, and it was so kind, and I love it, and it looks beautiful. And someone was coming over, and I thought, oh, she's just gonna love this door because she her door isn't nearly as pretty. Oh, right. as my door. Right, right, right. Well. And already it just popped up, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. And I would never have said that out loud, but I was, it's something I always need to be taking captive. Yeah. Always. Well, how easy it is for those thoughts to sneak in to yes. our brain. And sometimes we can think, well, you know, this door, for example, which is a great, you know, just example, because there's hundreds of things we can think are better than others, you know, Yes. But that what we have is better. How easy something simple like that can, and it's really cool, can turn into something bigger. And it's yes. really cool how you took that, this verse, and you told yourself it. You spoke to it, well, as you said, the Holy Spirit may have spoken I it to you. I do think it was the Holy Spirit, because I was on a roll, <laughs> an embarrassing roll. I didn't even really want to admit it. Oh, yeah. A door, and being prideful about a door that we didn't even buy. Right. That's all right. Someone gave it to you. Yes. But it's good for us to take our thoughts captive, and it's good yes. for us to use these verses, really both of these hit on things that probably every woman who's listening deals with. We both fear, deal with fear, and oftentimes I think we can easily, I know I do, think more highly of myself than I ought. Oh, yes. And those are really good too. You know, it's interesting. You and I both together, we have 13 kids, which is kind of fun. That's a lot of kids. And, um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a call for mothers. If you're a mother listening, there's a call for us to teach our kids scripture. And these are both verses that can be memorized by young children, or I love how you said you put it to music or ha sang it in a song. Seeds Family Worship. Yep, Seeds Family Worship. I know I've heard of that before too. That's great. It's a, good one. It's a great way. I have lots of, of songs that we've learned, my kids and I, that are scripture. And mm -hmm. it's a great way to get those in their brain, and then it can come back to them. Yes. Just like it comes back to you or to me. So that's great. Those are lovely thoughts. I'm so glad you came on. And, um, it's, it's good to remember God's word and to remember how it can be used in our lives. So thank yes. you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you. 
All right, so I guess it's my turn. I am one of the five women that are going to share our favorite Bible verses. Now, many of you know I have a lot of favorite Bible verses. I have commented about different verses. I love the book of Philippians in general. I love chapter 4. I love the direction and the call that it gives us to peace and to rejoice. But I guess I was thinking how I have seasons where a Bible verse kind of hits me harder than other times. So let me tell you a little story. So back in March of 2020, when I guess I would say the world stopped, right? Everybody stopped. No school, no church, no Bible study, only essential workers out in the real world. And I'm not an essential worker. And so here we were in our home and my kids were home, my husband was home, everything stopped. And I sort of got into a bad habit. Do you ever get into a bad habit? Well, I did. I started to complain. I would complain about whatever. I complained that the school was canceled, even though it's not the school's fault. I complained at times about the assignments. I complained about the way my, we had to do Zoom meetings at school or Zoom meetings for Bible study or Zoom meetings for our small group. I complained that we couldn't do church. I complained because the streaming of church didn't work right and I couldn't really watch as well as I wanted to. I mean, this was a bad habit. And, and bad habits can kind of be hard to get out of because I started to do this complaining thing a lot and I, I'm pretty sophisticated as a woman. So I started to become very sophisticated in my complaints. You see, I started to realize I could flip my complaint into advice that I give to someone. It's still a complaint though. So another thing I did is sometimes chose not to attend to something or, or have a kind of a rebellious spirit in my heart because I didn't like what was happening. And really, honestly, they're all seated in the same sin and that's complaint, which is really, just on a side note, I think, directed back to pride, thinking I know more than God or thinking I know more than the people who are in charge of some event or something because I'm over here giving advice or I'm over here saying this is how it should be. Well, God in his graciousness to me is always good because in the middle of sin, if your heart is soft to God, he convicts you and then he is full of grace and mercy. So I in the middle of probably August, after about four months, of really consistently complaining in my spirit, God showed me this verse. It is Psalm 34, verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Wow. I sat there when I read that and was like, uh-oh. God's praise is not continually in my mouth. I am not living God's word and I immediately repented. Now, I, I have to start by telling you, I didn't change overnight. I, I still struggled and still now struggle with complaining. It's easy. It's so easy to complain. And actually, in the big picture of the world, we have a lot of people who think complaining is okay. As they share memes on Facebook or complaints about something, or I'm at the grocery store and someone apologizes and complains to me, about the way that they have to follow the rules that the government has put in order. And it's really seated. It's all the base and foundation is complaint and I needed to change. So number one, I decided to memorize this verse. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then I had a letter board. So I pulled it out and I, it has a lot of L's in it, just on a side note, this particular verse. And so I had to buy more letters for my letter board because I didn't have enough L's, but I did. I put it on my letter board and it's sitting in my kitchen to this day as a reminder to me of the fact that I need to bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then I started to ask for prayer from other ladies. Hey, will you help me with this? Will you pray with me? And will you pray for me throughout the week? And that was a huge blessing. And I also needed to remember to practice this and purpose every day to do it, which is hard, but something I have to do. So I had to switch. And sometimes I had to say to somebody, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to complain anymore about this. That's wrong. And that's relatively humbling to be able to admit to somebody, hey, I'm, I'm sinning right now and I'm sorry. So listen, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if any of these verses that you heard were an encouragement 
But let me tell you something. I love to hear how God is using his word in the lives of women around me. I love these ladies that I had today on the podcast. They are a great encouragement to me. And even though you are getting to listen to this, I have been so blessed as I spoke with them and heard their stories and listened to their little nuggets of truth in what God's word has taught them and what they've held on to like a life preserver, you know? So, hey, I hope you have a verse. Why don't you share your verse with someone or ask somebody, what's your favorite Bible verse? And hear the story of how God has used it in their life. All right, well, I'm so glad you joined us today. And remember that when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.